When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with Alan Juban. What's up? As well as CB Gold. What up? Uh, as well as Joe Perez, Joe the Kid. Uh, it's a, it's been crazy. Uh, first of all, the the cat in my bathroom uh, gave birth. I just want to let you know, we have four kittens in my bathroom right now. Four adorable little kittens. Congratulations. Uh, uh, which is it's crazy because... Uh, Your daddy. And, and, and I, I was away for a week, and I got home, and two hours later, she, I think she was waiting for me to get home. Uh, very, very sweet cat. And you ever seen a cat give birth? No. It's one of the craziest things. They come out in like a sack, mm-hmm. and then they eat through it. I didn't know that. I thought the cat was eating her kids because they give <laughs> they give birth one at a time or two at a time, but every hour and they keep coming out. And I'm like, great! I have a fucking zombie cat eating through the sack. Was this late at night? No, it was, it was about six or seven o'clock. Uh, it, it was. You were you were digging it though, right? You were super excited about. I was excited. Well, the, when, when it first guy. came out, I just saw this black thing. I, uh, and I, and I thought it was like a, a big dump or a turd. I'm like, what? And then all of a sudden it started moving. I was like, holy shit. And it was, uh, but she's had, it, there are four kittens, four different, there's one white one, it looks like a cow kind of, one black one and two gray ones. Uh, and, uh, it's cool. I mean, she's actually a super sweet cat. I was actually petting the cat while in between the birth and she was, she wanted to get pet and was like, I'm like, wow, she's, you know, Who, who's the baby daddy? We don't know. Uh, my, uh, it's always like that. Yeah. My, my girlfriend did say there was one cat lingering around. So the, she, she has her suspicions on the one cat. This is the second time this cat's been pregnant. Uh, and the first time the kid, the babies didn't make it. I got, she doesn't know where the babies are. Like they just disappeared. So it's nice. But now they gotta be in my bathroom for six more weeks before I can give them out. And then what? You're gonna hand them out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got people already on Instagram and Twitter yeah. saying they want some. It's only four too. I was like, yeah. if it was like 12, I'd be super. But, my uh, son might, might want one, man. Really? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I've, I'm, I've had dogs my whole life. I've never really had an inside cat, but uh, I don't know. Maybe it's like a good little test to hand my three and a half year old to see his maturity level. We'll see. It'll be cool though, because you have that big, that, that big fat dog. Yeah. And then I would. <laughs> It'd be cool to, if they bonded, though. You know. They probably will. If it's a yeah. kitten, they will. Yeah. You know. So uh, super excited about that. And then I also have even bigger news than that. Uh, so last week I was in Rochester, New York, and I get a phone call from my girlfriend saying that she's pregnant. Uh, and I was what? like, yeah, so, so wow. I was like, I was like, great. So I guess we're going to keep you in the bathroom with the cat. <laughs> uh, it's only nine months. Run, yeah. yeah, no, but she's so, only nine months. So she legitimately, uh, she, she's, I'm not Real supposed deal, to ta- huh? talk about it yet. It's brand new, but congratulations. Um, so, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so we are going to have a baby, uh, and I'm excited. I'm going to be a dad. And, uh, and so how far into this are you guys? Couple, I actually, I think actually the night of the Laugh Factory show, I think was the night she got pregnant. I actually texted Dana. I'm like, wow, I must have had her. Uh, uh, June, June yeah, 4th? June 5th. June 5th. So, uh, I must have had a really good set because I, <laughs> I was excited. I actually texted Dana. I'm like, Dana, uh, I actually, you know, 
I must have really had a great set because I got my girlfriend pregnant that day, and he wrote, he wrote, he wrote back, LMFAO, congrats, man. And then I was going to be like, hey, can I get two tickets? <laughs> but I, I didn't, I didn't want, I, I wanted to get tickets to DOC 200, but yeah. I didn't actually. So yeah, so I'm going to be a dad. Congratulations. Su- super man. excited about that. Um, and we're going to get married. Uh, I haven't proposed to her yet. Where did you propose to your uh, wife? Uh, we, I proposed to her at, uh, you know, Aroma Cafe here in the Valley? Yeah. In Studio City at Aroma Cafe. That was where we had our first date, and so I brought her back there. The ring was burning a hole in my pocket, man. The, the day I got the ring, I went immediately from picking up the ring to meeting her at lunch, and I couldn't, I couldn't keep it. How, mu- how much was long. your ring? It was a lot, man. <laughs> no, no, it was, at the time, it was the most expensive thing I've probably ever bought. Really? Yeah. You know, I, I'm not, I, I don't go, uh, too crazy on shit like Did that. Did you have a big know? wedding or no? No, man, we got married in uh, Costa Rica, and I only had maybe five family members that we uh, brought out, and um, did a small little wedding on the beach. Uh, stayed stayed there in Costa Rica for the for the honeymoon. Just kind of like had some villas in the jungle. It was sweet, man. We had a really the the wedding itself. I could tell you was like under five thousand dollars for the wedding, honeymoon, everything. Because we just did it all in one thing, you know, real small, and. Uh, you know, we were able to save our money to work on the house. We didn't want to put all the money into the wedding. I was wedding. thinking about doing that. Was yeah. having a small wedding and then having like a big wedding like after the baby's born, like like two years from now or something. Like, <laughs> we, like we we told everyone we we're gonna come back to LA and have a big a big party for everyone once we get back in and we never did that shit. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's a way to kind of get them off your back though. Like we're gonna go to a small wedding. When we come back, we're gonna have a big, you know, reception with everyone. But, but I do wanna have friends come to the wedding and stuff. Like I well, yeah, whatever you want to do, man. We wanted something small. I like your idea though, the Costa Rica yeah. thing, because that way it's a it's a vacation i don't know why it stresses us out thinking who do we invite who do we not invite who do we have stand in the wedding you know all those things and instead of getting so stressful and at first we wanted to get married in thailand where my wife's from and we were like it's kind of a it's kind of a burden to say hey i want you to come to my wedding but you have to fly to thailand so it's going to cost you an excess amount of money and so it became it became kind of stressful like i want people to come but then am i putting this if, if one of my friends said you know we're getting married in and wherever, Jamaica, Thailand, uh, in a couple months, and I was broke, I'd be kind of, you know, it's like, fuck, dude, why couldn't you just get married down the street or something? So right. we didn't want to put that burden on anyone, and so we just said, screw it, man, let's just go to Costa Rica, bring both our moms, and, and, and have it done. So I don't know. Do people, a lot of, everyone is telling me, don't have a huge wedding, just have a big party. Uh, just have a big yeah. party. But then what's I mean, the difference, really? Uh, I don't know. Well, people and people enjoy the uh, the party a lot yeah, more. Yeah, I don't the, know. The I, wedding's I, for you, the party's for them. I know, I know. I got to do all that stuff. I'm, I'm so I guess you beat the odds. Everybody was counting you out with her. Oh, you beat yeah. the odds. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, right. I know. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, CB. Appreciate that, man. I beat that. That's what you have to say. I beat the odds. Thank no, you. because everybody was every time you mentioned like girlfriend with this one, they're like, Greg, Tyler, all these people. How long is it gonna last? No, Tyler was now? with me. Greg's a fucking idiot. Well, Greg's, but, Greg's an asshole. But yeah, Greg's we love an asshole. Him. We love our asshole. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So anyway, so that's that's the big news. Mazel tov. Mazel tov. I gotta figure out like uh, when uh, when to get married and uh, do all that stuff. And then how soon can you start him in wrestling? Yeah, that too. <laughs> or her. Uh, them. Well, she thinks it's Triplets. a boy because it's not painful and she hasn't thrown up or anything. But it's still early, so she thinks it's gonna if be a boy. If he starts throwing right hooks, you'll know. Yeah, so excited about. And like, it was funny because like, the, like the day after she told me, I'm like, "Did you feel a kick yet?" She's like, "No, that's not really the way it works." Uh, and then I have a whole bunch of new jokes about it too. So I'm excited about that. I actually. Oh uh, yeah, you never. Oh, yeah, I got. I'm having a whole a, new lineup. For, yeah, you're gonna have material for the next like ten years. Yeah. Every every day you're gonna get new. Well, the shit. first day, like, she went to the doctor. They couldn't find the baby. They couldn't. I'm like, great. My baby's already an extra hide and seek. It's been <laughs> fucking you know two hours. So, uh, but no, I'm excited about it. Excited to have this kid. Uh, Really, really pumped about it. So, um, 
that's that's, that's, that's my new news. It gets more and more fun as the, as the pregnancy goes along. Really? Absolutely, man. The closer it gets, the more exciting it gets. Now, when do you stop having sex with your girl? Or doing a doggy style? You got to do a doggy style, man. Right? I think you you could pretty much go almost the whole pregnancy, you know, up until you know when they get really uncomfortable, the stomach becomes an issue. But yeah, you're not worried about poking the baby in the head or anything. No, I think it's it's completely safe. Okay, yeah, I think you're good, man. It's like a Judd Apatow <laughs> script all over. Again. <laughs> no, no, I'm. I heard. I don't I want heard. the first thing he sees is my dick going in and out. <laughs> oh, that was that in the knocked up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. So no, I'm excited. I got a bunch of new jokes about it. Uh, and um, yeah, it should be good. I, I have to figure out. I think we're gonna convert this room into the into the baby room, and then put the podcast room out there, and you know a bunch of stuff like that. And then I think we're gonna move too. We're probably gonna get a house. Uh, well, you both have places. Yeah, we both have places, and she lives by you so know like Marina Del Rey. Marina Del Rey, and I live here. So it's a it's a oh, lot to shit. think about. Yeah, you guys are far, man. Yeah, a lot to think about, but. You know, I, I've, I'm 38 years old. I'm not. I mean, she's 25. But I'm, I'm 38, so I'm getting. I'm not. Look at you, man. I know. Like, I'm gonna be 50 that's, by the time he's 12. That's called a rhino, I think. I, I saw that on uh, on TMZ last night. Like the the male equivalent to a cougar is a oh, rhino? rhino. Well, I think they're trying to you know start that <laughs> hashtag, but I'll be the first one to use the, the term. You're, you're a rhino. Uh, you're thanks, a, you're Dick. I appreciate it. Now, Alan, I am concerned about you. I'll tell you huh, why. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. You got a big fight coming up. This kid that you're fighting is tough. I've, yeah. I've, I've watched. <laughs> No, <laughs> I've watched four of his fights. Mm-hmm. Bilal, he's not. He beat Steve Carl. Steve Carl. Beat Steve Carl. Yeah, he's beat some good names. Steve Carl's a good fighter. Okay, you texted me last week going, Adam, when's your comedy show in Vegas? I want to bring my team. Don't be thinking about my comedy show, dude. I, as, as much as I want you to come to my show and I love you, yeah. you got a big fight ahead of you. you mm-hmm. got, I mean, this kid is undefeated. Mm-hmm. He's never lost. I mean, I mean, undefeated, and he's got everything to gain by beating you. He's got nothing to lose. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, are we are, are we watching this stuff? Are we prepared? Absolutely, man. No, I'm 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 coming into this fight, man. I've got I'm on a mission right now, man. Like, I mean, I feel like I'm I'm, I'm leaving no stone unturned right now, and I've got I've got. Just goals, man. I just I, I assess my goals daily, and and I just I find my rhythm. Being at UFC 199 at the forum recently, um, man, I was inspired being there. Just kind of watching a lot of guys that I train or I've trained with compete, and just you know, sometimes you go to the live events and you absorb the energy, and it's kind of you absorb the energy of getting out there and being in the moment, and you see guys, guys, a perfect, a perfect. Um, example of being in the moment. It's like a Cowboy Cerrone, man. He gets out there and yeah, they say he starts slow and sometimes lately he's been going into the cage a little bit earlier to get the feel for it. But whatever happens, man, start slow or start fast. Cowboy gets in there and he kind of finds his rhythm, man. He just goes and he just, he just moves. You see him shooting takedowns, shooting, you know, his striking's always on point. And, um, and that's just how I've been feeling all camp, man. I kind of feel like this is my seventh fight in the UFC now. And although I have, you know, 20, 30 fights under my belt, um, you kind of pick up a rhythm in the UFC. You kind of get the feel for the lights, the you know, the, the media, the crowd, and I feel like I've got my rhythm in the UFC now. And I'm not, I'm not uh, hoping, banking that maybe he gets the uh, the UFC jitters. I'm not, but it is his first fight in the UFC, and I am somebody that that I've, I've fought a different level, the, uh, the high levels of guys in the UFC. I've got my rhythm now, and um, yeah, man, I'm coming to this fight. I'm on a mission. I'm looking to put him away, and I'm the guy trying to get into the top 15 rankings. He's already calling out the top 15 rankings. He hasn't fought a guy in the UFC yet, and I admit, man, he is a good guy. He's undefeated. He just came off of a big win over Steve Carl. He's a Titan fighting welterweight champ, but every guy says this, but this is truly how I feel. He's never fought 
fought anybody like me. He's fought guys that were high level like Steve Carl. He's fought guys that were decent strikers but not well-rounded. He's never fought anybody as well-rounded and athletic as me and has, uh, that's been fighting on this level that I have. So um, I'm pumped about the fight, man. I am. Here's my assessment of it. You're better than him everywhere, but he makes less mistakes. You understand? Okay. Yeah, like, no, I, like I, you're, he's a rhythm fighter. I, I agree. I agree. You're he better than him. You're, you're, you're faster, stronger, better kickboxer, better grappler, better wrestler. But he takes he takes no risks. Yeah. He, he's never been hurt in any of his fights, at least that I've seen. Yeah, no, I agree, man. I don't think I've ever really seen him hurt or lose too many rounds. He kind of gets in his rhythm and he stays where he's comfortable. So we just can't. If I were you, I just like uh, just don't you know just win win the fight. But you don't have to go guns a blazing, fucking Rocky for uh, Drago, Rocky. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't. I don't ever want to get hit. But I'm trying to find a, a happy medium from what advice you just gave me, and then the what I was saying about being in a rhythm. Um, I want to go in there and just be in rhythm right away and fight my fight. But at the same time, man, you know, I, when I think about fights, I think about putting a guy away and i think about what are people watching the next day on facebook they're watching my highlights that's what i want to watch and i don't want to watch an alan got the w i want to watch in the highlight of the vicious ko the liver shot the head kick the elbow whatever i put on the guys so yeah that's what i dream about man i dream about putting guys away and and um and and doing fun exciting stuff but no i agree man i agree it's a pretty good assessment he doesn't get in that much trouble because he fights pretty much pretty safe you know he's also been training speaking of fighting safe he's been training at tristar gym a lot you know he's been he's been strategizing with uh, uh, Zahabi, I believe the head trainer over there. So he's kind of got that safe fighting. So I think he's going into this camp with uh, Rufus Sport, which is kind of interesting because me and Duke are pretty close. We chat a lot whenever we see each other. Um, we so fought. Oh no, he, he's 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 been there uh, with uh, Askren and Pettis at Rufus Sport. Yeah, I think he's with them this camp. I think oh, Duke yeah. might be cornering him, and um, so you know that'll be interesting. Me and Duke have um, I fought one of his guys before. Since then, we've been pretty close, and um, so uh, there'll be a lot of uh, familiarity uh, familiarity yeah. between us. So um, no, I can't wait, man. And uh, you know, Alan, you're you're the most exciting fighter. I think I think you're too exciting to be honest, because you give me you. give me a fucking heart attack every time you fight, man. But uh. <laughs> but and I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited that you're excited, and and this is definitely not the fight, the same fight that you're going into against uh, the Russian, where you just it seemed like yeah. where it just seemed like your eyes were just like you were like that, yeah, that, yeah. that like that, that like stripper, uh, like day shift stripper, <laughs> who does, like doesn't want to be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just getting through the motions. Yeah, I know that that whole uh, Tumanov. Yeah, that whole fight, that whole camp, the whole thing was just kind of like a blur. It was just a, a foggy camp. I just kind of was uh, no excuse, but I just wanted the year to be done with. I had fought like five times within a year and a half or a year and a quarter, and I just wanted to get it done with and go to Louisiana, celebrate my kid's birthday. Other things were my mind i wasn't my uh in the zone like i am in this camp right now so um i'm coming off of a good fight in Ve in, in um, australia great and I, fight. And yeah and i've kept that momentum going into this fight so by the way so cb has a big beef with Bilal muhammad I don't, I don't oh why is that um because when he was on the podcast he did an interview before his title fight with carl mm -hmm. and he was talking about that he trains with cm punk and everybody's dogging punk but punk gets the better of Askren in grappling and the better of pettis in striking in sparring. There's no way. There's and I no called way. him delusional, and then supposedly he called me a faggot on Twitter. And then well, no, that's it. not exactly what happened. You, that's you, what you but, told no, me. No, no, no. He didn't, he didn't call you a faggot, number one. That's what you told me no, at the no, ha -ha no, that no, night. No, no, he didn't call you that. I didn't tell you that either. Wait, he was on this yes, podcast. I wouldn't have said that. He, he was on this podcast. He... He, uh, CB said that, that you, he was a very boring fighter because he had zero finishes and how he many fights? One, he has one finish, but mm -hmm. either, either way, you know, bias aside, I think, like you said, Allen's better everywhere. This guy fights. 
He's he to me it seems like he's a smaller Richard Walsh because Walsh was a big guy, yeah. But you kind of ran through him, and and once again, uh, he has mostly decisions, one finish. I think if Allen keeps him at range, you know, if you're not going for risks, you're not getting the finish. So he's cruised to decisions. But other than Carl, he hasn't fought a lot of like named guys. EJ Brooks, he's just pretty good. But he he kind of cruises. Allen's gonna kind of get in his face, take it to him wherever he goes. He's better. Did he fight EJ Brooks? I don't think he did. I just looked at his record, and and he hasn't Mm. fought anybody that I've heard of. Right. And you know, regardless of who he's fought, who he's fighting coming up. Stepping from Titan and beating, you know, Steve Carl for the belt and, and the other guys that he's beaten to the UFC. You played Zane Kamaka? Was that who he fought? That could be it, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Hawaiian guy? Yeah, Hawaiian guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're stepping in the UFC. That's a huge, that's a very steep gradient to be going up. And he's talking about, I want to be in the top 15. You never want to overlook anybody you're fighting. No, but especially. going into the UFC facing Alan Jabon, who's good everywhere. It's It's a dangerous fight for him. You know what? I don't hate the guy. I don't fucking dislike him. I just that whole scene punk t-shirts. thing was delusional. By the way, by the way, uh, <laughs> if you're listening to this, uh, Joe Jaggy, I want a uh, uh, a CB Gold versus Bala Muhammad uh, face-off shirt. Now, by the I'm way, we do a press conference <laughs> with him. I'll, I'll put him in his place. Uh, really? You put him in his place? <laughs> I'll put him All right. In his place. So uh, this fight is when Thursday night. Thursday night, yeah, so July seventh. So it's the fight pass. It's, it's on fight pass. Eddie, Eddie the whole card is on fight pass. Yeah. yeah, and it's Eddie Alvarez versus Dos Anjos. Derek yeah. Lewis, uh, Roy Nelson. Roy, oh wow! And then, uh, and then we also have uh, uh, Mitch Clark is on that card. Yeah, Mitch Clark and Do- Joe Duffy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be fun. That should be fun. Um, when, when are you going to Vegas? We leave Sunday, man. Sunday, this Sunday, we leave. And then uh, I'm excited too for the uh, the new weigh in rule is in effect for this oh, okay. fight. So we get to weigh in between 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. officially on this scale. They're only After giving that, you guys two hours. Well, because 199 they gave them four from 10 to yeah, two. Yeah, we only have a small window, but oh. I don't I don't care. I'll wake up early, cut the weight, and then once it's official, we have all day to rehydrate. And then we go do like you know the, the televised weigh in. But at that point, we've already we've already rehydrated, so um, we should be a lot more recovered going into this fight. Now, when you get to Vegas, are you going to train over there? Yeah, for sure. You know, tapered training, just work on te- technique and stuff. Are you, are you done sparring? Uh, I'm going to spar this Friday, but, you know, technical sparring. I've done all the hard work. Yeah, all the hard work, all the all the soreness, hopefully, and all that stuff is behind me now. Right now, it's just about polishing the weapons and everything, staying sharp, keeping the lungs expanded. Um, what are you wearing right now? I'm probably, you know, 86 or something like that. I never, I never get too big anyway. You, I never you, get... you got 16 pounds. Yeah, I mean, I usually walk around 190. You know, I've been leaning up last couple of days. So, are you are you, are you, are you feeling? I remember when I used to cut weight for wrestling. Like by the time I was like five out, you couldn't talk to me. I was irritable. Yeah, I was, was it fucking, a big cut? How much did you cut? You said I was going from 150 to 34. But now I'm 18 years old though too. I wasn't really mature about it and stuff yeah. like that. But it's every week. Do you do you get like that? Um, you know, I I gotta say. Overall, I don't think I have a horrible weight cut. When I'm cutting the weight, I'm never have. I, I'm never. I'm very unpleasant. You know what I mean? It, it, it's brutal, and I'm always thinking, God, you forget the fight before the fight. You forget how uncomfortable. Like after the fight, all you're talking about is fun stuff uh, when you win. But you you never hear people talking. God, it was a brutal weight cut. Unless somebody had a really excruciating weight cut. But I never talk about that stuff. Um, and uh, I, for me, it's kind of like. Um, 
I, I kind of uh, I heard Dominic Cruz say this before too, and I'm kind of the same way. He kind of enjoys the weight cut. He said, and I don't know if I, re- I particularly enjoy a weight cut, but it flips the switch in my head. It lets me know once I start eating and kind of saying no to certain things and not just splurging. And once I put it, instead of putting a little less sugar in my coffee and only having one helping rather than two helpings, it puts my mindset in that focused mode. You know, I, I know that I'm 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 doing something for a reason, and like I know that I'm fueling my body. Uh, uh, putting fuel in my body rather than eating tasty food. So it kind of, it, it begins the process of turning into the, you know, flipping that switch into fight mode. So I kind of like that part of it. Um, I hated it, man. And people, yeah. I, I was one of the reasons I quit. People would bump into me and I, I, want, I want to fight them. I, get, I was <laughs> like, I, mean, I go to parties, people would be like, yo, spill a drink on me. I, it was like on. Yeah. You know, I had to like, then I had to calm myself down. You become like a caged animal. Yeah. But I was doing it really bad. I was doing, I wasn't like you, where there's like advanced now cutting and you have trainers, right? You have professionals around you. I mean, I do it all on my own. I kind of, I kind of enjoy taking initiative, to be honest. I've always been like that. I, I, you know, when it comes to, how I eat, my weight cut, my, my five day water cleanse, um, the actual weight cut. You know, I do a half cut in, uh, the night before and a half cut in the morning. One's of them physical, one of them's physical the night before. The one, the day of the weigh in, I do like a hot tub with, uh, um, Epsom salt, get rid of the last five pounds. And, uh, yeah, I kind of take, take the lead on that. Um, I enjoy being in control. I don't like, you know, you see so many fighters and they're, they're being dragged on the ground by their coaches and the coaches are yelling at them. And I feel like, man, they're not taking initiative. They want to, they want this fight. They want to be a professional athlete. They want to be a professional fighter. Like, get your ass up, cut the weight yourself. Don't make your coach go in there. And you see these coaches, Kenny Johnson, he goes in there and he cuts 20 pounds every fight with half the fighters because, you know, he's got to go in there and he's got to sit in the steam room next to him. He's credit card scraping the sweat off of him. He's, he's albaleening, you know, putting the albaline on the body. He's dragging him back in there. He's doing everything with him. So he's losing weight as well. And, um, for me, it's like, no, man, that's my job. You, yeah. you know, I, if, if I need it, then I'm glad that you're there. But, uh, I, I kind of, um, yeah, I, I enjoy taking, taking the lead on that, doing, getting it done myself like a professional. Now let's talk about the Bellator fights. You watch them over the weekend? Yeah, man. So, yeah, uh, Rampage versus Ishii. What uh, the hell personally, I thought Ishii won that fight. I thought he won I agree. round one and two. He lost round yeah. three. I agree. He dominated. I mean, look, it, w- if you, if you take a guy down and you hold him for four and a half minutes and you don't do that much damage, you're still winning the fight, in my thing. You're controlling the fight. And he, he was landing some punches. Uh, I don't know what judge had Rampage in number one. Uh, that was, uh, gave him round one. That was insane. Uh, I thought Ishii won after the fight. Rampage said he hadn't trained for a year. He was playing video games, drinking beers the entire year. Did he say year. that? Yeah. So he said, <laughs> "Yo, he, I, like first of all, when when they announced him as the as the winner, he was as surpri- surprised as all of us. Yeah. But then immediately he went in like rampage mode. He was like, I'm gonna be back. I'm going train. You know, like yeah. I'm gonna get better. But no, yeah, he definitely looks soft. Um, and and look, don't get me wrong, I love rampage. The whole time I was screaming at the TV for him to get up and knock Ishii out. Yeah. Um, but look, he 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 lost that fight. He lost rounds one and two. He came back and won the third. Like you said, some judge." Some screwball gave it thirty twenty seven at Rampage, and like it's every time I watch Bellator, man, and like this isn't Bellator's f- fault. This is the the judges or the commission, but there's always some weird <laughs> shit going on, bro. I mean, it always is. Is it, it me? It becomes is it? like professional wrestling. Yeah, they might as well go all out. We'll have the lights go out, and then one guy's just knocked out in the corner. It's always I mean, some they, weird uh, call, a weird fight. Yeah, some weird shit going on. I'm surprised that rest that MMA has, doesn't have managers yet, like like how wrestling does. You know how mm-hmm. they have like Bobby the Brain and Slick. <laughs> I mean, and, like, they 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 kind of do depending on who your cornerman is anybody who comes out with Matt Sarah in your corner that's a, I know but I think Long, it'd be funny like, to have the guy like pissing off the crowd and cursing off or like a chick flash her tits or something and then the one guy gets you know distracted Bellator might as well go all the way like right. what 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 
EFN did that night, or what's it called? Uh, EFN. EFN did with uh, the Fedor. Is what yeah. is what Bellator should be doing with the flying monkeys and the and the spiders. Well, Ryzen the- has like this whole, um, like introduction with the drums and the bringing the yeah. guys out, and that's what they did at Bellator the other night before the fights even started. Yeah, usually when Bellator comes on TV, it's like okay, two guys are already in the cage, we're ready to go. This one was like, oh, and these two are fighting, and they're going to square off for the nine hundredth oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking they time. The old, like, they all one. stand on the stage, yeah. and you know, I don't, I don't. Uh, I don't remember hearing Lenny Hart there. I know she was at the first Dynamite. I don't know if she did the second, but um, Ryzen's the same way. Pride used to be the same way. Yeah. They do like the whole theatrics. Metamorphosis is like that too. They should definitely do, get more into that. Uh, as far as the, the card itself, so the Rampage. Look, look. I, I like Rampage. Who doesn't like Rampage? You know, he's but Vanderlei at this Silva. at this point in his career. I don't want to see him skating by people. Yeah. You know, if you're not going to go out there and give it your best, and if you do lose or if you do win, don't tell everyone that you've been drinking beers and playing video games for the past year. Because mm-hmm. why do I want to go support this? Right, I, right. I mean, luckily it's free, and mm-hmm. I'm not paying for it. But if I had to pay for m- for this, I definitely wouldn't want. Yeah, to no, do it. it takes away the big draw quality of it. Absolutely. I mean, you're not gonna go like you, you said it, man. You said it. You're not gonna pay big money. You're not gonna you know go out of your way to watch a fight. For somebody who, like you said, who they're just kind of skating by and they're not really in 100, 100% training. They're not making you believe that this is the next biggest fight. But if it's free on TV, you're like, oh shit, Rampage is on. Yeah, we're going right. to tune in. It's like me saying, hey, come to my comedy show, uh, you know, pay $20 and then I'll whip out my notebook and be like, <laughs> oh, let me see what the, oh, this joke's kind of good. I, I fucking wrote this on the way to the stage. It's mm. like, no, no, I, like, you guys deserve a show. You deserve, uh, you, the reason why I'm going to fucking, you know, uh, hostels and doing bar shows and doing shitty fucking you know barbecues and everything else is so that when people pay they see a fucking great show mm. it's like me saying I'm not going to practice I'm not going to get up I'm not going to perform I'm not going to work on my jokes and go here pay, pay 30 bucks go out of your night go, cancel whatever plans come see me take out a fucking notebook and just wing it and that's not cool, especially when you know how good Rampage could be. It's one thing if this was that was the best he can do. And beating Ishii, even coming that close, the fact that he can do that and not train shows you how talented he, uh, Rampage is. Yeah. Because yeah. imagine if he actually trained. Uh, I'll tell you who I felt great for was Michael Chandler. Uh, I've been a fan Man. of Michael Chandler forever. Um, you know, it was just one of those things when he fought Will Brooks, it's like everyone has that one guy or that, that's just, it's really awkward for you to fight. And for Michael Chandler, that was Will Brooks. Mm-hmm. Will was just that tall, athletic, awkward guy. And that second fight against Will Brooks, when Chandler was out on his feet and basically turned around and like walked into the cage and was like, I was there. I mean, that was, I was one of the, second row cage that was one of the scariest moments I've ever seen in MMA. I didn't know what the hell was going on. I was second row and I'm Did like, what that? is he yeah, doing? No, he got hit. He turned around and then he was like in a corner against, you know, like the vertical pad they put in the corners and he's just like standing there kind of like lackadaisical. And then all of a sudden crack. And he just, it was like he was out on his shit. feet and then he, and then he came to, and realized there was a huge black guy punching him in the face and was like, I, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Like, he, he doesn't remember it. It's one of the things he, like, didn't remember it. And after that, you're like, man, is this guy gonna recover? And watching him knock out Pitbull was awesome. Uh, although. I think jump- it had to do with the porn stash, too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> although jump it, yeah, like I, I said it was like the Super Mario Brothers. Although, I don't never understood, like, him challenging the, the brother to a fight. Pit, 145 Pitbull. Because he's 10 pounds lighter. That was, yeah, that, that, was, was, <laughs> that was that was a little strange. At first, the I was forty-five pound brother challenged yeah. him after he knocked out yeah. the fifty-five. So, yeah, brother. he yeah. jumped over the cage, and, yeah. and Patricio Pitbull was like talking shit to him or whatever. And I'm like, 
who's he fucking yelling at? And my friend who I was watching with was like, he's yelling at the other pit bull. I'm like, they both grew porn stashes. Yeah, yeah they're It was weird. You know, I like Michael Chandler. Uh, I trained with him every day for three years at Extreme Couture. The guy is unbelievable. A lot of fights, you know, he got hurt, then he lost, or he got hurt and came back. It was so awesome to watch him do that. And, you know, he just switched camps uh, for this fight. He was first. He was at Extreme Couture with me. Then he went to Alliance. Then he went to Power MMA. Now he's at the Black Zillions. And I love his post-fight interview. He's like, you know, I had to follow my old coach Neil Melanson. Melanson's a jiu-jitsu coach, and there was no jiu-jitsu in that fight. Yeah. So I just thought that was kind of funny. But I was so happy, so happy for Chandler. Yeah, Chandler's the guy that I think, you know, put him in the UFC. He'll do really well against top ten guys, uh, even top five guys. Tough guy, man. Tough guy, and he's built, man. He's like he's like a ball of muscle, man. He's Guy's athletic and built and explosive, and I mean he's a power wrestler. Like he's got that power wrestling, but man, he's explosive. That right hand was so quick. Even when they slowed it down, you could barely see it land. I mean, he's just right on the chin. Yeah, he came to my show. He's got a hot wife too. Yeah, super hot wife. And, just, hot wife. and he seems like a nice family guy, though. I, I like it when I see these guys that like unheralded guy. You know, unheralded guys like Michael Chan is a perfect example of a guy who doesn't talk shit, mm-hmm. who doesn't like get in Twitter wars, doesn't really get into like. Open his mouth. Just a fighter. And, you know, the problem with that, though, is that no one knows who he is, really. I mean, he's probably the number, he's the champion. He's the champion of Bellator. But if he walks down the street, yeah, no one knows who he is. Now, Bubba Jenkins, I think, beat him four times in wrestling in college. Mm. Uh, so I would like to, but I know Bubba's at 145. But he said at, he would go up. Yeah, though. I would, but that would be a good fight. I would like to see Bubba versus Chandler. I just think. For Bubba, I think Chandler's got too many too weapons. Much power. We'll see. I think the wrestling they would definitely it would be very fun to watch. I think Chandler's jujitsu is better, and I don't know if his. I, I I think that Chandler has more punching power than Bubba. We've seen Bubba, you know, take some strikers before and do well. But at the same time, it'd be a great wrestling match. I think in MMA it would also be very very close, but. You never know, man. It would uh, be fun. I would like to see it. Um, so, and then uh, the other fight that would like you said was, was weird when Bellator was Matt Matrione. Sumana because uh, you know, first of all, the guy who he fought was living in a homeless shelter a week before. Really? Yeah, the guy like wow. the guy had a really hard hard time. Uh, but I I think he won. I mean, he Matrione. Man, yeah. If he if he had just. If he would, he gave Matron too much respect, almost like what he dropped him and followed him to the mat, and then he hit him behind the head. And I think Big John was a ref, and Big John warned him, "Don't hit behind the head." And so, like instead of just like continuing to pepper in the face, he like readjusted his position, and then like was trying to really make it clear that he wasn't hitting behind the head. And he let Matron recover. Then he like went instead of grappling with him. Well, he's a brown belt under Jake Shields, the guy. The guy. Yeah. Man, so, I just felt like all he needed was like two or three more punches and, and Matreon would have stayed out or, you know, the ref would have stopped him. But like I said, he, he, he took that warning too hard and he went and like repositioned and let him recover. Now, I don't think this was the case because it was Big John and Big John, as far as I know, and knowing Big John is, is as real as they come, honest as they come, is, is a, is a, got a lot of character. But if it was another ref and I saw that fight, I would have assumed that Bellator said, don't stop this fight until the guy's fucking dead. Because mm. we, we, we just gave Matt Matrione a fucking $300,000, and uh, we need him to be a Bellator star. I don't think that was the case with, with, 
No, no, not at all. And and, and honestly, like as as, a, as an active fighter, like I know my refs decent enough to know that. Like well, I know that when John is when John is refing me, I know that if I get somebody hurt, I stay on him because he's a guy that leans towards uh, being safer rather than letting it go. Somebody like Herb Dean, even though he's hit or miss sometimes with the stoppage, he leans towards letting guys take more more punishment in, in my mind. But yeah, with, with Big John. Uh, I've lost before where I thought I could have kept going, but he stopped it early, and I kept that in my mind. And then, and other times when I fought with Big John refereeing me, and I hurt the guy, he stepped in right away. And when I felt like I could have, you know, pounced on a guy a little bit more. So yeah, Big John normally in my eyes leans towards being more uh, towards being more cautious, and uh, he gave <laughs> Matt Major on. A you think lot that fight could have been stopped or should have been stopped? Uh, no, man. I mean, like, if if the guy would have landed two more shots and put Matreon completely out, yes. But like I said, once once he warned him about the headshot, and then the guy completely stopped putting damage on Matreon, Matreon started recovering. And so, no, I mean, it it could have been like you know a ref could have stopped it, but I don't think the fight went too long uh, too long at all. You, I, I think also, it was a missed opportunity from the other fighter, if anything. I think you know with with Carl Samanatafa. I think they were looking at him like we need to feed Matt Mitrione somebody that's going to give him. Cause when they announced that fight and they're like, before the whole Will Brooks leaving Chandler Pitbull, uh, title fight took Colmaine, Mitrione was Colmaine. And I looked at, and they announced it and I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? They couldn't get any like heavyweight they already had under contract to come in. So I thought, you know, okay, Mitrion's going to run through him. I was watching that fight like this dude's sacrificial lamb. They want him so everyone thought towards that. the title because Minikov's been stripped now. Um, and I was shocked <laughs> when Sumanatov just cracked him early. And I'm like, oh, shit. Here we go again with Mitrion, man. Here we go again. And, you know, it, it was – I agree with you. You know, he did – he warned him. And then he got a little nervous and he kind of moved over and was like throwing little shots and then like – kind of grappling a little bit more mm-hmm. and then the ending was just like all of a sudden they switch positions the legs go out of the way crack mitrion wins i think it could have been stopped for samanatafa to win um yeah no i mean looking at what happened i'm happy they didn't stop it because yeah. of what happened at the same time it, it, it was crazy that was one of the crazy he didn't capitalize on it but how about mitrion <laughs> you get fucking knocked out come back win your fight and then commentate on like uh, yeah, on, and then and and do commentary on a kickboxing right fight the same night. Yeah, he got up and got in a suit and did an interview and then commentated what the Joe Schilling fight and everything. The, the Joe Schilling fight, by the way, you know Joe Schilling. Um, I think it might be his own worst enemy. Uh, I, I remember seeing him a couple times in public smoking cigarettes. Mm. You know, which I remember thinking to myself, like, all right, it's a little weird. You know, this guy, you're a kickboxing a champion uh you're or you were a champion or whatever it is like probably smoking cigarettes isn't the best thing you could be Mm -hmm. doing right now but i think that that's just joe Schilling. he has he seems to be like this kind of rebel you know free spirit guy Mm -hmm. who does whatever he wants to do and i felt like uh i felt bad for him because he beat a guy that he clearly was better than yeah because he didn't really respect him but why would you not respect a guy who knocked you out? Mm-hmm. Granted, he knocked you out with four ounce gloves versus bigger gloves. It was a different sport, but still, Joe Chilling had his hands down. Uh, clearly, not you know giving this guy any credit. And then that spinning back fist was amazing. But it was I so short, you know, they were like it, in a phone booth, and then it's it's like it's just well, the thing that sucks for Joe is it's kind of like where does he go from here? Because, um, you know, he's competed pretty much in everything. I mean, he, he competed in a lion fight. I think he told lion fight 
F you. He competed in glory. I, I was there at his glory fight. I mean, he was on the ropes uh, pretty much saying F you literally to everybody. <laughs> so I think he's done with glory. Now he's in, uh, obviously in Bellator and um, losing to the same guy twice. Um, yeah, it's tough. It's kind of like, where does he go if he's, if he's closing doors or, you know, with two losses in this one? But yeah, he, like you said, man, you kind of summed it up. He's kind of that rebel. I think they said, even when he did the, uh, the glory tournament, um, a couple years back at the forum, um, I was over there and they said, like, he made it, he won two fights, I believe. He knocked out Simon Marcus and then he had a break before he went to the finals and he went outside and smoked a cigarette before his third fight or whatever. So, um, yeah, that's just him, man. He's kind of got that, that cut from a different cloth, that, that old school mentality. It's kind of funny. I mean, I remember I used to be a big fan of Ricardo Mayorga and he used to drink beers after his boxing matches in the yeah. ring and smoke cigarettes in the ring. And if that, that's your thing, that's your thing. I just, I, I don't know if I was a fighter, I would want to give myself every advantage that I could give myself. Well, I think it's just, Joe said it before the fight. Um, and, and I kind of agree and disagree with this, but he said, you know, there's, there's two types, there, there, there's athletes and then there's fighters and he's a fighter. And that's why, and I get it. He's a fighter. He has that fighter mentality where he's always going to look to knock you out, always put on a show. And if he wants to say, fuck it, I'm going to smoke a cigarette or have a beer, you know, I'm a fighter. I'm going to do it either way. Um, and so that's why he, I think that's the mentality that he had. That's why he goes by it. Uh, in my opinion, yeah, there's, there's, there's athletes. There's fighters, but then in this day and age, especially more so in MMA, there's athletic fighters. I mean, you see it. You see Tyron Woodley, Tyron Woodley, entire team alpha. I mean, everything. I'm not just saying an athletic fighter, but I'm saying there are athletes that could have been professional athletes in any other sport, but they had a fighter's heart. They had something burning inside of them, and they chose fighting. So they're not just an athletic guy who's fighting, but they're a fighter. They're a born fighter who also has athletic abilities, just like other professional athletes. And that's that's what MMA's evolved to these days. Yeah, and that's the thing. And I'm look, I'm a fan of Joe Schilling. I like the way he is. I just I want to see him win. Yeah, you know, yeah. you don't want to. It's entertaining. Him. I mean, that fight was like. He, I mean, he went right away and brought it to him. But I agree, man. I, I felt that he lost a small glove fight. He lost the MMA fight. This is his opportunity to pick him apart. And although he was picking him apart up until he got caught, he kind of left the door open, you know, to be countered because he was just saying, "Fuck it, I'm going to bring it to this guy." When I felt like, man, he should have just kind of, kind of smoothed out the victory and just, you know, kind of point fought him, you know, kickboxed him. But that's Joe fi- Joe being the fighter, just saying, "Fuck it, I'm gonna just so try what to are take you? this guy's head are off." Are you an athletic fighter? I think I'm the like I said, the athlete, athletic fighter because I've been a fighter my whole life. But I know that if I focus my attention on different sports, I probably could have made it uh, at least to a high level and maybe another another sport, soccer or football or something like that. But fighting is what drew me to it. Now, Chell signed into today that uh that well, basically what I said that Mark Hunt is gonna kill Brock Lesnar. I just saw that. Uh, he he said that. You know, everyone says how great of a wrestler he was. He goes, yeah, he won the NCAA's because he had a forty pound weight advantage on 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 the other guys. He goes, name over name a wrestler that wouldn't win if he fighting wrestling was a forty pounds heavier. He's also saying he hasn't fought in five years or four years. Uh, and Mark Hunt was ranked number basically in the top, almost the number one contender a couple years back. Mm, he was the number um, one was the number one contender, and I feel the same way. I I just don't see. I know that you think that that. That Brock is just going to double leg him and ground and pound him, but who has he ever done that to? And it's not like Hunt doesn't know that's what he's going to do. And that uppercut from hell, I mean, he knocks like guys that have never been knocked out before with uppercuts. I mean, Brock, it seems like you know doesn't have the greatest chin and doesn't like to be hit. It doesn't, yeah. And you, nobody wants to be hit by Hunt, but especially. Uh, I, I would say maybe four or five years ago, there was that opportunity for for uh, um, Lesnar to just 
just run at him and double leg him. Just, just like not even technique. Just fucking push him on the cage and get on top of him and then hammer fist the fuck out of him. But I'm just kind of curious to see. Like it's like you said, it's been however many years. Five years since he's fought. He's older now. What is what is Lesnar? Is he is he late thirties now? He's like Close sixty to or something. <laughs> sixty. Okay, he's sixty. He's young. 40s. But he, he's he's approaching young forty 40s, at least yeah. or, or forty. Does he have that explosive ability that he used to have? Because he used to get in the ring five years ago, and you're like, "Fuck! How can this 275 oh, pound 38. man, 38, 38, move like a, like a 205er?" And that's what shocked everybody. But it's been five years, and he hasn't been training. We're talking about pre-diverticulitis. Like Brock was a different animal. This guy, the guy who beat Frank Mir the second time, was mean. Was angry, hated life, chip on his shoulder. Carwin Heath Herring, the, yeah, but then, but then he came back and he like found Jesus when he almost died. It was like in Major League Two when Joe Boo wasn't Joe Boo anymore. Remember the black guy? <laughs> Joe Boo from remember, Major League. Yeah, remember oh he came God. back and he, he, he like oh, wasn't shit. this mean asshole anymore. That he was like awesome. he loved everybody. They brought up some fried chicken. Yeah, and that's what Brock it was. He was like this <laughs> nice guy that like had like a near death experience and it changed his life. Yeah, not to same Brock Lesnar. I mean, Frank but, Mir was sitting right here and he said that. Right here you're sitting. Well, I think if nothing else, Hunt's not going to be going for body kicks because that's just not in his repertoire. Okay. So that that That's at least like a plus for Brock to not have his diverticulitis and his stomach Okay, exposed, but who's but ever knocked down Hunt with, 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 with a punch? Who's ever knocked him down? Or knocked him out with a punch. I mean, with kicks, people have knocked him out. With like, a punch? Yeah. Melvin Manoff. Okay, in the last no, ten no, no. years, <laughs> thirty years ago, no, no. Less, I mean, I mean, the guy's got such a chin, and Brock doesn't really. I mean, yeah, he he knocked down Randy, but he had a fifty pound weight uh, advantage, and Randy was like sixty back then. Uh, he rocked, I mean, he rocked the fuck at, out of Herring. Okay, that was that was pre uh, stomach aids, Brock. Okay? I, you, you you don't have to convince me. I'm gonna have my opinion till the fight ends. But what, the, you're saying priest, uh, pre disease or whatever. Uh, <laughs> he always had the disease. He, that's what I'm saying. Like it, you could look at it the other way, where like he was fighting the whole time with that with that problem, and now he doesn't have the problem, so maybe. He's functioning better. And a lot of people think he got that thing from taking too many steroids. That's, what, that's, that's not what, true. That's what, that's what Mir was saying. I don't, that's not how you get diverticulitis. I, but he was saying, I can't even to, say to, that. To break, uh, to break something that I haven't really told many people, I have diverticulitis. Really? So I know how it works. How, how, do, you, how do you have it? I don't fucking know. We're but I have it. Brock? I wish. <laughs> if I hung out with Brock and I got it. Now, no, now, but I always used I, to I say, you know. He, he said it so well. He rolled off of his tongue. This guy. Like, how can yeah. he say it so well? So CB actually <laughs> is the biggest Brock Lesnar fan. He's the only guy he's not taking a picture with. Mikko Krokop, too. And Krokop. Is that part of the reason? So. Because I, you guys share something. <laughs> no, you know, no, 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 no. I'm serious. You're no, relatable, was, you know? No, I've been, I've been a pro wrestling fan for almost uh, 20, 25 years. But when you found years. out he had that, you when were I, like, oh. I used to, but I used <laughs> to tell people. So here's the funny thing. I used to tell people like years ago, I'm like, you know, it's funny. Brock's my favorite fighter in the world. And somehow I contracted the same fucking thing that ended his mm. fighting career. That's crazy because Magic Johnson is my favorite basketball. No, <laughs> no, now, um, now the thing is, is that you, uh, CB, is not mm. going to UFC 200, which is sh- shocking to me, mm. or or to your fight. I have or more. For, I, I have responsibilities. Now that, that Brock might be there, you're thinking no, about. I can't go. Really? I can't go. All right. Would you rather? Okay. Oh, here we go again. Okay. Okay. Would you rather have? Okay. Uh, 
Mrs. All right, the ten hottest girls in the world blow you in a row, right? Okay. Well, can we like separate or, it into ten days? Yeah, by, ten like, days. Number four, yeah. I'd be like, get so, off yeah, of me. Yeah, yeah, your waist. yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> get and, like, off of days. me. Or and what if nine of them suck or, horribly okay, at blowjobs? No, it doesn't matter. They're all amazing at blowjobs. All right. <laughs> or or you hang out with Conor McGregor for the entire day, or hang out with Brock Lesnar for the whole day. What would it be? Wait, Conor and Brock are two different choices. Two different choices. Yeah. Connor. Really? Yeah. Then get 10 blows up. The hottest chicks in the world. I, dude, we, okay. We're talking even. So here's, here's the thing. Yeah. That, that, irrelevant. All right. Um, <laughs> number one, Brock doesn't like people. Yeah. So what would I be doing hanging out with him? Fucking lifting 300 pound logs over my shoulder and running up a mountain? No thanks. I'll take my picture. Nice to meet you. I'm a huge fan. Thank you. <laughs> so you thought this out. It kind of ruined I just it. thought it out. Yeah. He, he hates public. Okay. The 10 hottest girls. Okay, cool, but I have just as much of a shot as getting those girls with Connor. Oh, no, you don't. No, you don't. Are you <laughs> fucking... No, you can't, you can't hang out with the girls. It's just you and Connor locked in a room. Connor could get a lot of fucking girls. All right, all right. Would you rather bang... Okay. Uh, I love this. Bang this, Pamela this is... Anderson in her prime, right? In her prime. <laughs> is that pre-hepatitis? Yeah, pre-hepatitis. I don't, I don't want Tom... Actually, no, because right, I don't want Tommy Lee's dick anywhere near me. Pre-hepatitis, Pamela Anderson, b- before Tommy Lee, all right? <laughs> or smell McGregor's dick. <laughs> Why the fuck would I even contemplate smelling McGregor's no, dick? No, no, I'm just saying, what would you rather do? Is there a third choice? No, no, there's no those two choices. I don't, I don't really want Pam Anderson. That's, that's... You'd rather smell McGregor's dick? No, I don't want to smell his dick either. That's why I'm asking for a no, third no, choice. No, there's only two choices. Here comes to... a t- fucking... You get to... I love the tweets I get after these podcasts are released because it's the most ridiculous shit ever. So you're going to smell McGregor's dick over No, out. I didn't say... I said I wanted a third choice. No, you don't get, you take, can't get a third choice. Fine, then I'll take Pam Anderson. But if I get hepatitis, I'm coming for you. You would take Pam Anderson... That would be the only fucking choice. I'll take it. Why would I, I want to smell it? Why would I want to be anywhere near his cock? Like, woman in the world, how yeah. random is that? The I don't know, fuck the, is the, wrong with you? I don't know. The fact is, you have to think about it, dude. <laughs> All right. So, so, speaking of smelling dicks, okay, we are going to call Hector Lombard right now. I think oh. every time I've ever been on this podcast, by the way, we've called Hector Lombard. Right, so I, I have Better than calling Don Fry four weeks in a row and leaving him voicemails. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was so funny, dude. I can't believe you're going to smell his dick. <laughs> Yeah, because that's what I fucking said. Six hundred and forty viewers just now watched that. <laughs> you do you say these like shit? Do you say this shit that I didn't even agree to? Like after I've already told you my decision of Pam Anderson, just to get an onslaught of fucking barrage of people later to come fuck with me. Oh, uh, it's gonna be funny, dude. Come on, it's funny for you. It's funny. For I gotta you. see all these tweets about you smelling Gregor's dick. Luckily, my fucking family is blocked on By the Twitter. Way, were from you me. at uh, you were at that fight with Hector got Dan Henderson? Yeah, that, that was hard to watch. Crazy man, crazy. I didn't see that coming. I mean, actually, during the fight, I, I go to Bubba and I'm like, "Why is Hector fighting this way? The only way he could lose right now is by is by standing in front of Dan Henderson." And then three seconds later, it was a. But it's got to be so frustrating for Hector because it's one thing to lose a fight, just go out there, just get dominated, but to like Neil Magny and Hendo, he was killing. It, he wasn't just, just it stopped, wasn't just though. beating. I mean, he was he. That, like, yeah, but there's a big difference in opponents between Neil Magny and Dan Henderson. I think Neil Magny's Plus better right class. now. Just stylistic. I mean, it's the completely opposite fighters, but yeah. So we tried calling Hector Lombard, and he didn't pick up. So maybe we'll have him on later this week. By the way, Jake Ellenberger, it says he's coming on this week. Uh, he's got a big fight coming up against Matt Brown. What day? Uh, he says he's saying Thursday. 
That's the that's the word on the street. Jake, uh, you better show up. I'm bringing shit for you Matt every Brown fucking in Atlanta. time. I was thinking about doing a show in Atlanta the night before at like a bar and then going to that fight because I would like to. Two hundred one. Yeah, I would actually like to say I'd like like to see that. I think he's got a shot against Matt Brown. Call me crazy. Everyone thinks he's gonna get killed. I'm like, yeah. Jake's one of those guys, man. Like he has that power. Yeah, and and, and he's look no doubt he's lost a lot of fights lately. But none of the guys he lost to were slouches. I mean, everybody he's, he's fought was like you know ranked in the top ten. So. Jake and every yeah. and and you know the fights he's lost. Okay, he fought, he lost to Robbie Lawler. All right, let's okay lost to Robbie Lawler. All right, he was actually hurt Robbie for a second, and then he got he, then he got stopped. Right. Stephen Thompson, he dropped Stephen Thompson. Dropped Nobody, Stephen Thompson. No one ever dropped Stephen Thompson. So I hurt Tarek and then didn't finish. Yeah. And then the Kelvin Gastelum was the one where he just had like a brain fart. Yeah. Uh, but he trained with Edmund for that fight. So I'm, I'm just, I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I'm excusing everything there. Uh, but yeah, Matt Brown, I mean, look, on paper, Matt Brown should win this fight. But Jake Ellenberger knows that if he loses, he's getting cut. You think? Uh, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure he knows that. Yeah. Uh, and I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he's, he knows that you, you can't lose four to five. He's been close a while, uh, for a while. So he, he's got everything to, uh, he, he, he's got nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. And he's dangerous. Uh, it's just a matter of, I know he's training hard. He, he's got a, I know he's actually got a new camp. He's not with Edmund anymore. He's been going to King's. Um, and he's been going to Benny's new gym. And supposedly things are looking really good for him. Have you ever sparred with Jake? Uh, I don't know if we've sparred. He, he, he used to come in the black house now and then. He was tra- training with my teammate, um, James Muntasri, um, before, in preparation for the Stephen Thompson fight. He wanted a guy that moved kind of like that. And so he was coming now and then. But, um, yeah, like I said, he's had a, a lot of losses, but I kind of felt like the UFC were, were, um, kind of giving him the benefit of the doubt because of the guys because jake was a former top 15 guy prospect and then he's losing the guys that are becoming champions or number one prospects so um so i feel like they were you know letting him even though he had three losses it's different losing to the top five guys in the world you know on three losses in comparison it's you know no names so but yeah i I, he does have his back against the wall i agree now i remember you were actually telling me i was talking to you i'm like yo when are you getting the are you going to fight for this title or some bullshit? And then I was like, you know, fucking with you. But you were saying, me and my management, we have, we really carefully mapped out my road to the title. Yeah. Uh, and then you hit, you hit that, that Russian dude. Yeah. And now, how much did that throw you off or make you reassess or? Um, it, you know, it's just, it's just, it was like, you know, a bump in the road. Um, after that, it was go to Australia, do some, put on a great performance. I got that performance, my rebound out of the way. I showed the fans that, uh, you know, it was, it was just, I had a bad night. And then it's just more about how do you rebound after that? You know, how do you come back? And I did that. Now, this fight right here, I plan on doing the same thing, putting this guy away, doing a brilliant performance. That way I could get that top 15 fight on my next fight. So that, yeah, that is my goal, man. With a win here, being, fighting a top 15 guy at the next fight. Now, being married, uh, and knowing how much pussy you can get, being a Versace model, <laughs> uh, being in the UFC, how many do chicks hit you up on, uh, do girls DM you on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook? Yeah, I, I, get, I get it now and then, but uh, do, I don't, do I, you show your wife and say, "Look, just, this is what's approaching sometimes, me." Sometimes, really. Sometimes. And what does your wife say? Because you know, she, my wife loves women. Love that shit. You know, like when guys get it, we can't brag about that because we'll be in the doghouse. But girls, my wife loves to tell me how 
All the guys were talking to her at the gym every day, you know what I mean? <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Girls love that stuff. So um So then you go, Oh really? Well look at this. Yeah, fucking- check out this check out these news that I got today. But no, so we can't really compare <laughs> apples to apples, otherwise I'd be in a doghouse. So you don't tell her? No. Yeah. I now just, I don't respond to any of it. Yeah. Now because uh, 'cause I'm now that I'm 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 gonna get married and I'm thinking about, you know, having the same Vagina the rest of my life, which was, it's, it's an amazing vagina. It's the best I've ever had. But, uh, I just didn't, like, how do you deal with this? They help. Uh, <laughs> how do you deal with having this, the same vagina? Is that the question? Um, like you said, ho- hopefully it's the best vagina you've ever had and, uh, then it won't be an issue. Do you make it, do you put a wig on your wife or anything or no? You don't? Nah, no. No. We keep it real. Nice. I think you just need to kind of tell yourself, you know, I made the right decision and I got the best. Of what's out there, and just keep telling yourself self motivate. Yeah, like I got the best fire. of what's out there and what's not out there. I got, I just got the best. Right, the best of what's out there makes it seem like there's, there's still better out there. No, sort of. No, it's, uh-huh. you just got the best, and you made the right decision for your life. No, I'm, I'm, I'm super happy. Honestly, I, <laughs> I totally am. I'm just, I just know. I mean, Alan. I mean, no one probably gets more chicks, gets approached by more girls than you. Mm. So if you can do it. Uh, I think I think my Versace is actually finally coming out too uh, in July. So sometime after my fight, that should be released. So that that'll be fun, man. That'll be interesting to see, you know, how much how big that is. Right. So uh, there's, now- there's there's a fight that we discussed last show that actually got announced, and everybody's so excited about it. CM Punk? No, I oh. fuck Punk. What? Fucking! <laughs> I called Rowdy Beck's fight. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, Paige Van Zandt. Oh, yeah. yeah, we had Rowdy back on the podcast. That shit was so awesome. She, she said that some bitch was. She said that she said some uh, like some bitch better sign the contract, right? And you said is she fighting top ten? And then you said, pa- why did you say Paige Van Zandt? Because I was lo- you had me look at the top ten because you're having her call out or who we think. And I was looking and I didn't see her top ten. I'm like, all right, who's a decent fight, not matched up and not too high? And I was looking at it and I'm just thinking. She's fighting PVZ. I think Beck wins it's this all the, day. I, uh, I do too. Yeah. I do. I think. I think Beck could knock her out on the feet. Yeah, I mean, I think Beck probably hits harder than Rose. Um, Rose probably punches harder. R- punches harder. Uh, Rose is a more complete fighter than Rowdy Beck. But you know, I think that Beck needs to. Uh, I think she needs to come to the to Alliance to train. Mm. I, I don't think she should do her training in Australia. And I think that's probably. No, I think she's definitely going to be in Alliance. I think it's probably hard for her because her two kids and stuff. Um, but I think. Oh, she has two kids? She has two kids. Wow. And I, and I think that, but I think that that Alliance has some good girls. They have Jessica Penne. They got Magania. They got that girl Paulina. Um, I know that what's her name trains over there. Um, you got, uh, Angela Hill. You Angela got Christine Hill, Stanley. Christine Stanley. And, then and you then, got all the guys. But then you also have the other girl. Um, I think is I don't know if she's there or not. Uh, the uh, what's her name? The 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 kickboxer champion. Um, oh, Tiffany Van Sos. Yeah, Tiffany. Time I think Bob. she's over there too. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, not really. I mean, she's always traveling the world, dude. She's always in like <laughs> Dubai or something. She's shit. smoking hot. That Tiffany Time Bomb. Yeah. She's re- my, she's my management has her as well, and she's always like I think she lives in Dubai or some shit, like some <laughs> someplace far. Yeah. So, but but there's a lot of girls at Alliance, and I think Dominic Cruz does a really good job. Uh, connecting with them. I think he's a really good coach for them. He's a smaller guy, and I think that a 135-pound guy is probably a good trainer mm-hmm. for a 115, 135-pound girl. You know? Um, it just it seems like that's... It's like anything it's else. A, it's just like, you know... Relatable, yeah, yeah. I, just like... What's that quote that Joe Rogan has where he says, you know, if you want to learn real 
technique you go you get a jujitsu coach who's you know a, a 135 pound a smaller size and average size man because they're going to teach you real technique you know how to get away from the big how to how to out technique the bigger guy you don't want to get a heavyweight jujitsu right. coach and he's showing you strength moves all day you know exactly uh exactly so uh i think that beck has that i think it's a fun fight i think that um uh, what's her name got kind of exposed in her last fight Paige. Paige I think they carefully matched her up I was surprised Felice didn't win I don't think she fought the best Felice when she fought Astro Girl I, th- I never thought Astro Girl was really um, uh, Paige? yeah a top tier girl uh, no she's 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 kind of old. Who, Astro too. Girl? Yeah, Alex Chambers. And then, Paige has impressive movement, though, man. She moves. She's so athletic the way she moves, man. She's very tough. Yeah. Tough girl. Oh, fuck athletic yeah. girl. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if she's... Uh, and I think her background's karate, I believe. But I, I, I just feel like Beck is a fucking down and dirty, you know... I think a lot of, a lot of it with this matchup... Paige's first two, you know, Felice, she was taking her down and kept taking her down and grinding her and grinding her and grinding her. Um, Alex Chambers, if I re- remember correctly, was kind of the same thing. And then you're looking at a girl like Rose. It's like you could take her down, but she's really good off her back, but you don't want to stand with her because she's a very unorthodox striker. Rowdy's got good jujitsu, but her punches and her combos, like the way she was lighting up her last opponent was just, it was brutal to watch. So I think on the feet, you know, Paige has to go for a takedown. Hope she can get it. If it stays on feet, she's going to get punched in the face, lumped up. And it's, it's a tough fight for Paige and it's a tough fight for her to come back. She's got all this star power now. Also, Paige unfollowed me on Twitter and that's a, that, you? yeah, unfollowed me. She, she was, also turned she down WWE. She was author. following me. Then she unfollowed me. I asked her to come on the podcast. She told me to talk to her manager. Her manager respectfully declined. It was some bullshit. And the other girl, Beck, comes on the show every fucking week and is a friend. So. Well, it's an easy one for you. It's, yeah, I gotta, I gotta go for Beck on that. And, like, I, I can't stand when I, like, there's been like three people that have ever really turned down the podcast out of all, and we're talking about guys who've been on the podcast. I've had Chris Weidman on like five times, Rockhold on, Alan on, Faber has been on, Hendrix has been on, uh, Chael has been on. Everybody. Everybody's been on. And, uh, uh, Gene, get some Gene Herrera's manager didn't want him on. Gian Herrera. Yeah, yeah, Gian Herrera. Really? G- yeah, Gian wanted to come on, but some woman that was managing him was like, "Yeah, he's not ready." She Who's wanted. To, she wanted to come on with him. Would she possibly be married to Division Ribeiro? <laughs> no, no, she was just wanted to come on with him, and I said, "No, we're not having the manager on too." And because because then, then what's going to happen is then after the podcast, she's going to come in and tell me what to take out. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to deal. We've with We've got the guy that and, nobody can get in a studio. Jason Mayhem Miller. We had Mayhem on twice. Tw- yeah, twice. Uh, so, and then, and then, I don't know. To me, when I, when a person says talk to my manager, I'm almost like, eh, you know, you're not, you're not getting paid for these podcasts. It's just, it's just some people talking. Mm-hmm. We're, just, we're just talking and we're, we're just promoting. <laughs> we're just promoting you. It's like, fucking A, man. But I get it, you know, and look, you can't knock Paige's management team. I mean, they got around the fucking dancing with the stars. I mean, she's a legitimate star. Uh, she's doing really good shit, and she probably has a future in, you know, if she could, I don't know if she could act, but, you know. She got offered WWE and turned it down. And that was a mistake. Turned it down? Yeah, she turned, they offered her, because they're doing the talent exchange, that Brock's going Mm -hmm. over to the UFC. They were talking about, there's, there was three people. It was Connor, who they could pay. They got enough money to get him. Uh, Ronda, who has voiced, I want to do it again. That's possibly WrestleMania 32 or 33. She'll be involved. And they wanted to get PVZ for SummerSlam this, uh, this summer. 
And I guess in the last few days, her and her management team decided that she doesn't want to do that. It's not the best decision. And so they turned down WWE. Well, I give her a lot of credit for doing that. However, you know. You're going to get a lot of faces knowing who you are and a lot of money doing it. I don't know how great of a fighter she is, though. That's the thing. Like, I think she's a good fighter. She looks like, I mean, she's won most of her fights. But, you know. At the same time, though, she was kind of one of those that, and I'm not saying this for myself, so don't. Twitter attack me, everyone. But she was one of the four that people were calling Dana's protected. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, they fed her to Rose, and then it's like, well, that's another one bites the dust. Oh, Northcutt. Uh, Northcutt, Connor, and Rowdy, uh, Rhonda. By the way, Connor said he's going to tool Nate Diaz next time. Um, Connor's training with, he brought in Dylan Danis to work at Jiu Jitsu. And Dylan Danis is a very, very established jiu-jitsu player, black belt under Marcelo Garcia, which is not an easy thing to get. Oh, is he better than Cesar Gracie? <laughs> is he better than Cesar? No, I'm not saying he's better, but it's like, you know, Connor brought in a guy that's very, very established, Dunn Metamoris, and Dylan's saying he has good jiu-jitsu. I mean, look, you're going to hear shit from both sides of who's better when it comes to August 20th yeah, or whatever. Yeah, but is he going to tool Nate Diaz? He's going to lose to Nate Diaz, I think. I don't know if he's going to tool him. Do I think he's going to lose? I saw Nate Diaz at 99, and the first thing I looked at Bubba, and I go, this guy's fucking huge. Yeah. Nate Diaz looks huge. Yeah. Um, he must – I think he's probably about 210 right now. Yeah, they have weird body types, man. Like, I mean – he gets so big in the off season, but then like when he at a fifty five, at fifty five he's like skin and bones. You know, it, it's crazy how much uh, his weight fluctuates. But I mean, honestly, and I'm not like a I, I love watching Connor, I love watching uh, Nate, but I'm not like you know a super fan of either one. Um, I think Connor is, is going to school him um, really this time because look what he did last time. He fought he fought uncharacteristically. He fought like a sparring session. And he busted Nate up, and then he just gassed himself out and didn't fight wisely, and 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 then he paid the price. But I mean, and the other thing, he didn't even utilize his kicks. I thought I kept saying the whole time before that fight that the Diaz brothers don't, or at least Nate doesn't fight well against kickers, guys that are kicking the leg. He obviously lost the fight to um Don't Josh. Uh, no, but when he lost to Josh um, Thompson, Josh Thompson with yeah. the head kick, he didn't he didn't check kicks very well. He got the long legs. He's he's very stationary. Um, Connor's an amazing. Kicker, he didn't utilize any of his kicks, and he landed 100% of his punches. He just didn't get the job done. I think if he just utilizes his kicks... But you don't think that Nate had, like, a three-day camp versus Connor's full camp, and he still lost? That, that That's a good that's a good point, but I still feel like, look at... at the, you look at the first round of that fight, and yeah. I'm thinking, holy crap. Just let there. the fight go into the second round. Like, yeah. he's beating the shit out of Diaz, but then he gassed out... And Nate, Nate said he landed those one twos, which which you know. So I'm going to quote you. Alan Juban says Connor will beat the shit out of Nate Diaz in the rematch. Uh, I think he'll win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, Cause that, quote okay. me, whatever. I just I think that going off of what happened last fight, although like you said, a good valid point. Nate didn't have a long camp, and he's and he's tough as nails. Connor landed 99, you know, of his shots against him, but he didn't fight smart and he didn't throw any kicks. If he Joe, utilizes his kicks and movement, I think he'll put him away. Joe, to the mic. Oh, Nate. Nate wins. Look, I, look, Joe said it. Look, I mean, if, if Joe says it, it's fucking mm-hmm. Joe never talks. So he, he's like Silent Bob saying Silent Bob. The, the thing that the Diaz brothers have is they have that like you can never count them out. Look how many fights that that Nick has been involved in where he took the best shots, the best. You know, he, he had his legs destroyed against guys. 
Um, he, he just took heavy blows, but he's, they still come back. They t- it's like you can't really knock those guys out with punches, but you can knock them out with kicks or or, or, or stun them and then maybe choke I just, them. Up. I just look. I think if, uh, if 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 Nate Diaz was 155 pounds or I walked out 170, mm-hmm. I think I think you have a very very valid point. Mm-hmm. I just standing next to him, I'm like this is a big dude. Big, yeah, and, well, he is and, a big dude. And it's and it's a uh, you know. What's the what's the expression of like a big a little big guy beats a big little guy or something you know whatever it is, is mm-hmm. like, I think he's too big for him. I I, I think Connor's punches that knock out one forty five pounders don't, aren't going to knock out Nate Diaz. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that his jujitsu is too good. He's got good wrestling takedown defense, and uh, I think Nate wins again. But what if what if Connor goes in there with the same game plan? I'm gonna throw some haymakers, but I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay mobile. I'm gonna keep moving. I'm gonna keep landing these big bombs without burning myself out. And then I'm gonna go to the leg now and then. Then I'm gonna go to the body kicks, the spinning back kicks. What if he hits him in the liver? And Alan, you act like head? you act like you're a fighter. And- <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The last fight, he fought with his. He fought. He didn't throw a single kick. He fought with his hands down. It was a terrible like game plan. Match. But he also and he also hadn't lost in like three four years. His head right. was huge, and he and he got humbled. Yeah, and I think you're right. Uh, training with this guy, dangerous Danny Davis on the on the mat. Dylan Danis. Oh, Dylan Danis is probably a great idea. He should bring he should bring in the best. He should bring in Mayweather for boxing. He should bring in fucking uh, whatever the the guy, the jiu jitsu guy that tapped, uh, Marcelo Garcia for jiu jitsu. No. He has the money, and he should he, he should bring in uh, uh, Jordan Burroughs for wrestling. If I, yeah. if I were him, I would do all that shit. I mean, it makes no sense why he wouldn't do that. Speaking of Floyd, he. Uh Re is trying to renegotiate his Mayweather contract. He wants fifty fifty against Connor. No, 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 no. Connor's renegotiating with Floyd. Oh, it's not fight. Saying that fight's not if I, I don't want fifty million, I want fifty million, and if I win, I get another fifty yeah, million. Yeah, yeah. Speaking anyway. of the Diaz brothers, though, are they um are they coming out with a movie or something? What's this like promo? The Diaz brothers movie. Have you seen that on Facebook? <laughs> I don't know if it's a promo for the fight or they or they've been filming behind the scenes making a movie. Maybe it's but something for Nick's return. He, that's it, it was soon. dope though. It, it's sick. It shows the whole lead up into the fight and and then and after he wins the fight, it's um. That's the one sick. thing that I do worry about with Nate a little bit is, you know, before that happened with Nate, he had that big chip on his shoulder. Why am I getting three thousand dollars a fight? Yeah. Fuck everybody. DUIs. Now everything's Nick's getting about DUIs. I want the big money fights. Now, yeah. now he walks into an arena and people are chanting Nate Diaz. Yeah, man. Now, he's a star now. now he's doing Sports Center. He before now he's doing podcasts. Yeah. He never would do a he's podcast, podcast before. He, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. not his podcast, but oh, he did yeah. Chael's podcast and he yeah. did. It's a different. It's a happier Nate Diaz. Yeah, he's comfortable and confident now, and and he feels like like that self value. You know, I mean, to get you know to go like you said from getting twenty and twenty a fight to getting a, a, over a million in, in a fight, and you know. I remember what remember what Bert uh what what Mickey Watson, said that no Mickey said to Rocky, and Rocky. Three, he's like, you became civilized. That's, that's, that's what happened. And yeah. that, that's when he, that's why he wouldn't last three rounds against Clubber Lang. Yeah, and, yeah. and I do worry that Nate Diaz may have. Did they, you know, <laughs> they make Nate, Nate Diaz get civilized? It's like comedians, man. Like comedians are always, like Simbad said, you're always funnier when you're riding the bus. Yeah, uh, yeah. and you look at comedians when they're coming up. Chris Rock, mm-hmm. Chris Rock, after he did, uh, after he did, uh, he was not in Living Color. He was the executive producer. He lost his, but then he had to follow Martin Lawrence. And Martin was at the top and Martin was blowing him out every night. He couldn't follow Martin. Mm. So then he went like underground, came out hard, did bring the pain, 
Still to this day, I think is the best comedy special of all time. To this day, yeah. okay, bring the pain. You look at Eddie Murphy when he was 14 years old, doing uh, you know Delirious and doing uh, Raw. Mm-hmm. It was hungry. Adam Sandler back in the day, Martin Lawrence back in the day, and then when these guys get money, you know we're we're, we're looking at like you know. Snow Dogs, or whatever these movies are that these people are <laughs> making. Dogs. Martin Lawrence and Rebound. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just a horrible movie, uh, you know? It's Eddie just, Murphy in every horrible Disney movie right. in the last 10 years. Adam Sandler, I mean, what, what is this? What's the, 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 the Adam can still somewhat pull it off, but, but like... But they weren't when he was making The Wedding Singer. When he no, was Billy Madison, Billy Happy Madison, Gilmore. When he was young and hungry and not that rich, uh... You know, announced Jack and Jill, and that's what happens with these fighters sometimes. I, I don't know if if I don't know if that's happening to Nate. I think he's finally look at the Diaz brothers. They have kind of almost like an uh, uh, they're uncomfortable <laughs> around you know people and press when they're in the limelight, and um and and sometimes they have this kind of like defense mechanism where they just kind of you know they get pissed off. You can see it during interviews, and now. He's, 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 he's beloved, you know, that's like what I'm said, saying. They're chanting. I think it's just more like he's coming into his own. He's kind of, he does, he's feeling that he doesn't have to have the resistance all the time. He, he could accept the love, but you know, the, the, he's still got that, that fight in him. I you know? hope so, yeah. man. That's why I'd be the worst is if he comes out, like, instead of giving people the finger, he makes like the hearts. They won't, they won't, they won't do photos anymore with middle fingers. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah, they won't do them anymore. They're like, we, we can't do them anymore. You know, it's, it's a family show or whatever. Really? Yeah, but the other That's thing. That's horrible. But the other thing, because I've asked him, I'm like, let's do a thing with the middle fingers. Like, we can't. Um, oh, Hector Lombard is calling right now. All right, so Hector Lomb. Hold on. Hello, Hector. What's going on, man? Good, how are you doing? Oh, no problem. Hey, we're going to call you back in another call in like two seconds. I'll call you back, okay? Is your volume all the way up? It is, man. It's weird. Oh, it's is it maybe your case? Maybe. Alright, it's uh. Shouldn't it still be in your phone? 561. Okay. <laughs> Recent calls. Alright, there we go. Hello? Hey, Hector Lombard. What's up, man? You're on the MA Roasted podcast. It's me, CB, Alan Juban. What's up, brother? Hey, how are you, man? We're we're doing good. We're doing good, man. Uh, well, what's uh, what's what's life like? You you enjoying your time in Florida? Yeah, yeah, always. Yeah, <laughs> you, you you are going to the beach. I'm doing good, man. I, I'm having my uh, girlfriend's pregnant. I'm 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 I'm, I'm gonna be a father. You gotta be a, you gotta be a dad though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she just found out like last week. Oh, yeah. Uh, it wasn't on purpose. No, but uh, we're gonna have it. We're gonna keep it. Maybe we'll name it Hector if it's a boy. <laughs> no, I had no idea. We took a plan B and everything. This fucking baby fought hard. I swear to God, I swear on my life, Hector. Uh, I just found out she, she, that she's she's pregnant. I was not expecting it at all. No, that's my no, that's my girlfriend. Girlfriend, like we're, we're gonna get married and everything. Oh, right, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be like you. I'm I'm gonna be a dad. Yeah, you don't want to be surprised. Yeah, yeah, no surprises. You don't want to, you 
want to get those surprises like next thing you know you get your daddy you never know when when that happens but like I got your baby <laughs> she'll support you know she'll support running up you yeah no none of that man none of that none of that they want to give you that letter in the hand <laughs> yeah I don't want any of that they chase you they chase you like you're a criminal yeah forget that yeah, none of that. So when are you coming back out there? Are, are you coming to LA? If I get if I get if I get married, will you? And I invite you to the wedding. Will you actually come? I definitely come. <laughs> I need my boy. You made my boy sick. They won't. All right, cool. I might I might have a wedding just so I can invite Hector. I'm graphing, I'm graphing your wedding. <laughs> I'm gonna be graphing the parking lot. Now, uh, any advice? Now, Hector, I know you're a good father. Any advice on being a parent? You um. <laughs> Let me ask you a question no, before sure. I interrupt you. Sure. But you believe in the marriage or what? Yeah, well, we're going to get married before the wedding, but before we have the kid. Before the wedding? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Or you should have kind of do it because she asked. Uh, I believe, no, I, I'm, in, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in love with this girl. She's amazing. She makes me so happy. I make her happy. She's got great tits. Uh, she, she's a super sweet girl, so I'm totally into her. What the kids? What the kids have to do with that? Uh, with with tits or, or kids? Yeah, both. Uh, oh well, both. The, the tits. I was just making a joke, but uh, she happened to get pregnant. We weren't trying to get pregnant. We were actually trying not to get pregnant. She took a plan B, and uh, she needed. She's. I I didn't realize she's a quarter Mexican, so of course she. <laughs> Of course she was going to get pregnant, you know. So, um, do you think, do you think, um, is she legal here or? Do I think she's what? You, is, is she legal in America? Oh, she's legal. Yeah, no, no, she's legal. No, 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 she's totally legal. Yes, no, no, she's 100% legal. I mean, I'm still, yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking, I was thinking like, you know, she probably got pregnant because it's convenient, you know what I mean? No, 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 no. No, no, she, 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 she's here. She's, she's, she looks white. You wouldn't even know she's Mexican, other than the fact that she gets pregnant e- easily. So. That she cook? She cooks. She cooks, yeah, she cooks. Some tacos. Tacos, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she cooks tacos. Some, some, yeah. Yeah. And that she drink beer or? Uh, she drinks. She's more drink a a, a a wine drinker. She has like one glass of wine. No, not bad at all. You have to look at the same good thing. When you're going to get married, you have to look if she's an alcoholic and uh, if she cooks. Because, you know, it's very important to have a wife, you know, if she's going to cook for you. Yeah, no, she's going to cook for um, me. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, all these angles, you have to take a look. She's going to be a good mom and stuff like that. Because, you know... No, no, she's not a drunk. I mean, she she doesn't really drink at all. Just like one glass of wine. Yeah. And she she loves yeah. to have sex. That's the poor part too. Yeah, yeah, no, you she, she um, loves. I gotta send you a post. I gotta send you a post that I, that I, that I, always, I wanted to send. I wanted to post at one point, but I didn't. Um, and they have like a big booty. They have a big booty girl, right? Huge booty. And uh, she's, you know, half naked. She's half naked um, in the kitchen. And she's saying, like, I don't let my man hungry or honey. 
Yeah. I like that. Yeah, me too. That's good. No, she's got a nice ass and she's cooked. So I think I think I'm gonna do it. I'm definitely gonna do it. She's right. She right. got the post like I never let my man hungry or honey. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. Very important. Very important. Cool. All right. Well, listen, Hector, thank you for the advice. Uh, I loved having you on the show. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, brother. All right, brother. I'm, I'm always here for you. You're the best. All right. All right. Thanks, man. Take care. <laughs> Couples therapy with Hector Lombard. <laughs> <laughs> She's got, does she cook? What was the advice? Uh, if she, she, not, she, not to be hungry or horny. Don't let your man be horny or hungry. Yeah, no, That's good advice. Does your wife cook? She cooks, man. Yeah. Your wife has a small butt, though. She doesn't have a huge booty. Um, she's got a, a good booty for an Asian girl. <laughs> yeah. You know, it depends on what we're comparing it to. Yeah. The only girl I've ever ate her butt was Asian. <laughs> for some reason, they seem cleaner, right? Because all they eat is rice. Is that what it is? Yeah. Uh. We just lost another fighter. <laughs> what, 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 who'd we lose? Amar Sulaev passed away from cancer. Wow. That sucks. Yeah, passed away this morning. Just found out he was uh, he fought at UFC 35 and 37, two oh. losses, Chuck Liddell and uh, Phil Baroni. But Alan, I was showing Alan his 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 record, who he's fought. He had also fought Okami, Dean Thomas, Dean Lister, Paulo Filo, wow. Marilla Bustamante, Dennis Kang, Chael Sonnen. Wow. Yeah. Did he beat those guys? Or? Uh, some he beat, some he didn't. And then after his MMA career, he was also in Pride and a few other ones. But uh, after his MMA career, he became a contract killer, which is really yeah. Wow, let's do a movie about know. that guy's life. Yeah, Lost a lot of fighters this year. What would you be doing if you weren't a fighter, Alan? Except uh, for being a model. <laughs> yeah, I guess being a model. I don't know, man. I don't know. I really don't know. And and it bugged me. I'm so glad I found fighting because my entire life up until finding fighting was just kind of like, what the fuck do I want to do? What do I want to be good at? I just want to be... I mean, what am I going to be good at? I don't like not being good at shit and floating around. You know, I want to find what I love to do, what I like to do, and then like be the best at it. So as soon as I walked into a gym when I moved to LA 10 years ago, over 10 years ago, I knew right away, yeah, this is it. This is it. So I don't know, man. I don't know where I'd be without fighting. And what would you do if you weren't an autographer? <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm, I'm graphing your wedding. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? I, what would you be doing if you... I have so many other things that I do that... You'd be I, a, a gamer? <laughs> um, not professionally. Right, Hannah, how, how good are you at video games? Are you good? Honestly. I kind of don't want to answer this question truthfully. Tell me. I, I'm decent. I play a lot of games. But in 2006, for like a year, you were I was the on the WWE video game. Yeah. I was the number one ranked Xbox player in the world. No, you weren't. Swear to God. Really? Yeah. And then did you win any money doing this? No. I actually, I actually had like two, during that period, I think there were like two or three girlfriends that broke up with me because the fact that like I played, like if I wasn't in school, I was playing like 12, 16 hours. So how do you know you're number one in the world? There was, there was like, there was rankings. You click rankings on the menu and I was number what one. What was your screen name? I can't say that on here. Come on. It was racist as fuck. I can't say that. Really? On here. Yeah. Racist against who? You're Jewish. Hey, um, yeah. Really? Yeah. All right, we're going to have a guest CB screen name competition. You'll never get it. <laughs> At one point, it was just tap or snap, but I changed it so many times, and it was always something why, like Why did you ever ra you're not racist, racist. No. What? I, I, it was just like I saw one guy's name, and it was it was uh, Fastest Cracker, 
and he was talking about himself, and I'm like, hmm, what could I do with that? And then I became super racist, and like, that's not good. It wasn't. It wasn't a smart decision. I actually got kicked off of Xbox Live a few times. They're so like, change your screen name, or you're not allowed to come on here anymore. Did you tell Rampage you're a screen name? Hell no. Oh. But strangely <laughs> enough, the first time I ever met Rampage, he saw this tattoo. Of the Iron Cross, which it's not actually for an Iron Cross, but he saw it and he's like, what are you, a fucking Nazi? And he started Highland Hitler in the middle of Walmart. Really? I swear to God, it was hilarious. Why did you, but why did you see him? You knew he was going to be in Walmart? He was doing a signing for MMA Elite uh, in Vegas. You were right number one. Okay, so if you guys listening could think you could beat CB in these video games. They probably can because I don't play like that much. You were number one in the world. In, that was in 2006 and 2007. Uh, do you play video games at all? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I remember when I went to wrestling camp, I'm so I'm still pissed at myself. It was right when NBA Jam came out. Yeah. I used to love NBA Jam. Like Regular the, or tournament the, edition? In the arcade, I don't know. But I, I didn't go to Dan Gable's house because I stayed. I played NBA Jam instead. I was so stupid. Dan Gable's like the best wrestler yeah. of all time. And instead of going to the, his house, see his trophy, I went and played NBA Jam. I'm like, I'm, I'm like at wrestling camp. What was that movie in the 80s when we were young with, you know, the guy that played Nintendo and... And he went and had the big tournament at the end. And I wasn't think it like Fred Savage is in it? Was he the I guy think so, yeah, Fred Savage. And I think that's where they introduced the power glove or something like that. Right. Remember that movie? I doubt it. I have no you, idea. You were, you, yeah, that was my, my, yeah, my generation. Thanks. You were, I, I, know, I know you were definitely old. around. I know. <laughs> I know my girlfriend was like, you know what's great? You're going to be old enough to see our kid graduate high school. I'm like, shut up. Okay, I don't... <laughs> I'm like, that's, Wait, I'm not what? that old. She's saying, because I'm going to be like... I'm going to be 60... Well, I'm, I'm going to be... When the, I'm gonna be twelve. I'm gonna be fifty when you're gonna be thirty nine, most likely like around the time of the kid being born. Yeah, I know. Birthday just passed. I know, but when the kid's nine, I'm gonna be fifty seven when the kid's uh, like nineteen. Whatever. I'm I'm young. You know, I I still work out. I fucking sleep till late. I do do comedy. Avoid surgery like the plague. I'm gonna avoid surgery. Oh yeah. Fucking ACL. August August third. You better start getting it fixed up so you can run with your kid and carry him around. And Dude, it's, it's, it's going to be six, six months surgery. <laughs> yeah, and you've been putting it off for over a year and a half. I know. I know. You, never, you never had ACL surgery? I've had three of them. Well, not three. I've had ACL, meniscus, two meniscus. Yeah, it's, it's brutal. The freaking 10th Planet should really outlaw those, uh, those electric, electric chairs. chairs. Cause the Connor Hewn, the same thing happened to him. Uh, yeah. it's, a, and it's like they set wrestlers up because we're so used to being pinning on top mm. that we're just so susceptible to that electric chair. Yeah. They really should not. I mean, it, it works, but fuck, man. You just have to be, you know, careful who you're going with, or you know, it's, it is a, a, an odd position. To are be you in. are you still teaching classes? Uh, I still teach at Ten Planet Burbank. I teach in Muay Thai, though. I don't teach jujitsu. When I get fixed, I'm gonna come take your class. Come take it. Yeah, but all, I'm, sure. I'm, I'm putting all your students on blast. Okay, I'm coming to take over your. Yeah. <laughs> take you down. We know you're coming. There's a baby on the way. I, I know. I'm, I'm I'm coming to class. <laughs> I, I can't wait to do that. That's the one thing I miss the most is uh, working out. I went I went I went five days last week to the gym and lifted, and then I took five days off. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> you're in the oil field or something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, I think that's our podcast today. Uh, anything coming up? You got your fight. Yeah, yeah, we leave Sunday, man. So, you know, this week right now, like I said, we're just kind of polishing up things. The hard work's done. We leave Sunday for Vegas. I'm fighting on Thursday. Now, will you thank MMA Roasted? What? Will you thank MMA Roasted after you win? Sure, yeah, I'll tweet you guys out. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> fuck, man. No one's ever going to thank us. Fucking, what's the name said he was, he would, he would thank us? Uh, Bubba, no, twice. Bubba, and so did Cody Nolov. 
Because I was a fan. Oh, really? I, I helped. Cody No Love was like, hey, man, I'm, uh, can you help tweet this? I want to get into the UFC. So I fucking tweeted uh, like his, his, his videos out. I, he was, I gave him all kinds of respect yeah. and love. He told me he would, did it. But, you know, now he's, he's a star now. Now it's he's like a star. Rocky. Yeah. Yeah. These guys. Bubba, Bubba did wear MMA roasted on his shorts. And but, he didn't even got those shorts no more. Oh, then and, and then and then CB bought them. Now, how how often do you do you, do you sniff the shorts? <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, is the day I got them was the day I put them in a shadow box. So nice try, and oh, I posted it on Twitter. I know you didn't sniff the shorts. Texted everybody. <laughs> I'm working on a project for a wall in my apartment. That's really? just bubble stuff. Is it, is it to keep your parents out of it? My parents never come over. Really? Yeah. The no. only time they've been in my apartment was when I, when I moved in two years ago. When I lived in Vegas for three years, they came once. And before that, they never came over. How many times has the FBI come and just look, look, looked around? Um, <laughs> usually they come when I'm sleeping so they <laughs> nice. can get away with doing whatever they want. Good, 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 good. Uh, by the way, guys, so next week I will be at the L.A. Comedy Club Monday through Friday, still a couple comps available. Uh, and then also on Thursday, uh, Thursday, Dean Thomas and Leslie Smith are doing stand-up. Uh, and Wednesday night, uh, me, I'm doing Frank Mir's podcast after the show. So after the show at 1030, we're doing a live podcast with Frank Mir and Richard Hunt, uh, Richard Hunter. Nice guy, Richard, Richard Hunter. Yeah, he's a good dude. Um, so, and Sunday, and look, there's gonna be fighters coming to the shows. I'm not gonna say who, but one of them is the women's 135 pound champion. Uh, she's coming one of the nights. I'm not saying which one. Alan's coming on Wednesday. Uh, Alan, uh, if you guys want to meet Alan, grab his cock. He loves it when, <laughs> he loves it when random fans grab his cock. So, uh, especially dudes. All right. So the bigger the dude, just squeeze really hard and say good luck. Okay. So if you see Alan at the show, grab his cock. Um, uh, Tuesday night, I'll be at the dime bar. Uh, I got a show in Hollister coming up. Fresno. Um, the clothing store or the city? The city. Okay. City Hollister, uh, Fresno. And a bunch of shows coming up. Um, what do you got, Joe, coming up? Thursday Flappers. Thursday Flappers. This Thursday. Oh, yeah, that's the oh, podcast oh, show, sh- huh? Oh, shit, I am on Thursday. I forgot. I knew I had something Thursday. Thursday, I'm at Flappers, yes. Uh, and Wednesday night, I'm in a show in Beverly Hills. Friday, I'm at the Ice House. Where are you at Beverly Hills? Some show, uh, some private lounge or something. Uh-huh. It's pretty cool. CB, anything coming up? Um, nothing really coming Your YouTube. up. Your YouTube. I'm waiting for the fucking opportunity. Right, go, go, go. Um, no, I'm watching, starting tomorrow, I'm watching the house again with the dogs, so... I'll be up in the Hollywood Hills, loving life, living the rich kid life, <laughs> whatever. And, um, yeah, I've got the new YouTube show. It's CB's Gold MMA News Show. Uh, the first episode is up, uh, up on YouTube. Search either CB Gold, um, or you can, I think you could search CB the Grenade as well. Uh, look out for it. First episode's up. Second episode will, re- will be recorded within the next few days. Got a lot of news to talk about. Appreciate all the followers and fans for subscribing, checking me out. Got 200 views already since I released it. Nice. Um, so yeah, just look out for that. It's my own little webcam show and, uh, I'm going to keep them going. And, uh, if you want to participate in the show, send me a Q&A question. You will get a shout out, a tag, and, uh, I will answer it at the end of the episode. So, uh, look out for me. That's, I'm doing that on the side. I'm not leaving MMA Roasted. Everybody's very concerned that Adam and I are no longer working together and that's not happening. I'm never leaving MMA Roasted. So you're fucking stuck with me. All you people. Thanks. Well, thank you guys so much. And thank you, Alan. Good luck next week, buddy. Thank you guys. He don't need luck. He's fighting below. <laughs>